0: Well, well, well. That was a crappy loss for the Penguins last night. You get 46 shots, but that is a bit deceptive. Because in the first two periods, a lot of those shots were from outside. They were unthreatening. But in the third period, the Penguins got 20 shots. And a lot of good shots. And a lot of traffic. But they only scored the one goal. The Penguins played good, but... They lost, and the standings don't care. And even though it's only the middle of November, you look at those standings, and it's squeaky bum time already. In in many respects, last night's loss was the same old story. Zucker, Carter, and Rust all played good, got great chances, and didn't score. They got one breakaway it fell to Teddy Bluger. He ain't gonna score. Sid is still struggling, but he played a good third period. The Penguins got no puck lock off a ton of scrambles, although the one goal did go in off Gensel skate. All it is is a loss, and that's three in a row. I saw Mario in the elevator. We chatted briefly. He's happy with the FSG deal and happy to still be involved, as you would think. And as we've been discussing, FSG, Fenway Sports Group, is exactly the right buyer. This is the Mark Madden Show. I work heel, and I work stiff. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Or you can do what the cool kids do and follow me on Twitter, at MarkMaddenX. The debut episode of the Ric Flair podcast, Woo Nation Uncensored... Hosted by yours truly, after less than one day. In fact, it's been now nine hours since it dropped. It is the number one wrestling podcast in the country. It is also the number seven podcast in all of sports. To which I can only add, what's causing all this? Uh, tomorrow night I'll be at Caliente Pizza and Draft House in Aspenwall. To watch the Penguin game. I love that place. I love their pizza. Going to be bringing on a lot of stuff to give away. And pens, come on. Let's win a game. Let's get some points. At Montreal, they're not so good. Got to get it done. Then again, Buffalo ain't so good. And the Penguins didn't get it done. So that's tomorrow night at Caliente Pizza and Draft House in Aspenwall. Penguins played a good third period last night, but a lot about the first two periods frustrated me, and a lot of the problems in those periods, we've been seeing nonstop pretty much since the third game of the season. The only great games the Penguins played so far were the first two games when they took that road trip to Florida. One at Tampa, got a loser point in Florida. Lots of mistakes at both blue lines. Bad defensive zone coverage, weak on the puck, bad skills, rather sloppy, I should say, when displaying the skills, and they just won't simplify the power play. Well, they did score a power play goal to end a 0 for 28 streak. Got to grip it and rip it. You got to shoot your way out of a slump on the power play, and the Penguins just will not do that. They think it's 2016 And 17 still, but it's not, and they're learning that the hard way. Sid's going to be okay, but like I keep saying, it's getting late early. And it's almost always the same with Carter, Zucker, and Rust. Good hockey, no goals. And I don't even know what to say about Kapanen. I don't even know what to say. If you want to indulge a little fantasy about the Fenway Sports Group purchase of the Pittsburgh Penguins, here you go. Fenway Sports Group is about global branding. They've proven that with Liverpool Football Club especially, and you need stars to do global branding. So I could see FSG making a play to get a big name for the Penguins. FSG will definitely keep the Penguins as a destination franchise. And if McKinnon in Colorado, McDavid in Edmonton, and Matthews in Toronto, if they all can't win where they're at, somebody is going to want out. Of course, that's fantasy and probably 90% poppycock, but if you morons can pretend Aaron Rodgers might play for the Steelers next year, you can indulge my fantasy in this regard. So there you go, hockey talk. You want more hockey talk, call now 412 412- 333 WXDX. The Penguins are in trouble, but there's still time for them to dig their way out. That said, that's exactly what the Penguins got to do, is dig their way out. Turning now to your Pittsburgh Stillers. Joey Bosa of the LA Chargers is in COVID protocol, their top edge rusher. He was not vaccinated. Nobody seems to know if he got it or if it's a context situation, so he may yet play. Sunday night when the Steelers visit L.A. Uh, T.J. Watt is likely out for Pittsburgh. If Bosa is out for L.A., well, that's an even trade. Not exactly even. Watt is better, but you get the idea. This game is like the COVID bull. Uh Pittsburgh might have 10 starters out. L.A. might kill the Steelers. But I thought the Steelers would beat Detroit, too. And it won't matter because Pittsburgh is going to beat Baltimore twice and Cleveland and Cincinnati that's how they win the division. I got some questions about the Steelers that maybe you can answer. Four one two three 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 W X D X. On offense, why can't the Steelers go big? Why can't they use Zach Banner at tackle, eligible like they used to, and Gentry at tight end, and Derek Watt at fullback, and pound the ball? Why is the offense just always the same? L.A. has got the worst run defense in the league. They're averaging 155 yards against per game on the ground, so go big or go home. Why can't the Steelers blitz more? Because they haven't, but when they do, it works. Where were the Jets' sweeps against Detroit? Because they worked against Chicago, six tries over six yards per try. But the Steelers didn't run a single jet sweep or an end around in the game against Detroit. Why don't the Steelers ever throw the ball in the middle of the field? They never throw the ball in the middle of the field. Like, never. The Steelers are very scared on offense, very timid. Matt Cannon is clearly a bum. I'll talk more about that later. I don't see why Rudolph playing would keep them from running the jet sweep. I saw that on Twitter, a couple of the so-called experts in this town, the fanboys, well, with Rudolph in here, you don't want to take that chance. What What? What does Rudolph have to do with running the jet sweep? He just hands the ball to somebody. If you're scared to have him hand the ball to somebody, put in Josh Dobbs, Not Dwayne Haskins, never Dwayne Haskins. Now, before we go to break... We got Steve, and he can stay on hold till the till the other side of the commercials. I just want to say one thing to all the amateur fanboy and fangirl, little local sports podcasters out there. Today, my first podcast ever dropped with Ric Flair, and after just. Nine hours and 11 minutes, it is the number one wrestling podcast in the country and the number seven sports podcast in the country. But more to the point, more people have listened to my first and only podcast. Well, that's not true. I did a few with Mike Mansouri for Pat McAfee's network back when, but more people listen to my podcast today with Ric Flair than have listened to all of your little fanboy and fangirl podcast podcasts combined over the entire history of all those podcasts. Like, for example, you know, the DK thing with all those rank amateurs doing their pretend media stuff, like those yin's hers. The yin's hers. They're so cool because they're women and they're doing a Steeler podcast. You know, you're not Linda Cohn. You're not a professional. You're amateurs. More people listen to my podcast today with Ric Flair are nine hours in, what is it now? Twelve minutes. Then we'll ever listen to Yin's hers, and that's just fact. and And I feel sorry. Well, no, I can't feel sorry for you because you're living in a delusional world where you think what you say matters. And I'll tell you what: what you say will never do. It will never get you paid, because after nine hours and still twelve minutes, the money is already starting. To roll in. And you know what that is? That is nothing more than the difference between professional and amateur. To which I can only add Woo! 1059
1: The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. None of what you're. It's laughable. Ah. You're already dumb. Let's see if you can go to dumber. The X at 1059.
0: Maybe I'm breaking down this Steelers game at L.A. Sunday night too much. Because if the Steelers are missing all those guys, maybe 10 starters, they're going to get killed. There is no way the Steelers can play around or plan around or make up for all those absences. Yeah, maybe Trey Norwood is going to make a bunch of big plays. This game seems like they got no chance. You gotta get a bunch of guys back the next week and win at Cincinnati. You gotta win one of the next two to stay alive. You gotta get the 6 four, and one. You gotta win one of those. And it won't be this week. Not without Ben, Watt, Minka, and who knows who else. Maybe ten guys are gonna be out. But maybe you win at Cincinnati. Najee is the only remote hope at LA. Then again, he was the only hope against Detroit, and he had first and goal with the one, and Najee didn't get the ball once. So I'm just going to rely on Trey Norwood. Your one remote chance at LA is to pound the ball on the ground and keep Herbert and that offense, Keenan Allen, off the field. And you probably can't, but what else is there? Go big, like I said, but Canada just wants to do his crap. He won't adjust the circumstances, he relies on the element of surprise uber-ales, hence throwing the ball 50 times with Rudolph in the rain against Detroit. Gee, Matt, that really did surprise me. I wasn't surprised when it didn't work. I'm telling you, banner tackle eligible, gentry at tight end, use watch some at fullback, go big and pound the ball. That's your best bet in LA. But he's just not going to do that. He's just not. Let's go to Steven in New Brighton. Steven, you're on with Double M.
1: Hey, Mark, what's going on? What up, man? Uh, I was wondering, you thinking the Pens aren't connecting too well due to all the people coming in and out from injury and illness, or do you think it's just a certain aspect of the game they're lacking in this so far?
0: Uh, I think, obviously, the injuries and illness have a lot to do with it, but the standings don't care. I think Sid, right. their best player, having played only three games and. Not really finding a groove yet so far has a lot to do with it. Uh, I think they could have won last night's game. Uh, You know, they couldn't get a bounce, but again, the standings don't care about that. You're going to hear me say that a lot. A lot of things are happening, some of which the Penguins can't help, most of which they can't, but the standings don't give a rat's ass about none of that. You got to get points. Like Jeff Carter after the game, you could kind of feel I don't want to say panic, but maybe I do. You can kind of feel that in his voice and see it in his body language. He knows, and he said, they got to get points. It's not early. It's going to get late early. Let's go to Ed and Jeanette. Ed, you're on with Double M.
1: Yeah, hey, Mark, big fan, big fan. Yeah. Hey, um, question about, uh, you know, like these guys like Crosby and Malkins, they, 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 they take these surgeries you know, like, these, you know, like towards the end of the summer, and God knows the season ended early enough. I mean, the way that they I mean they, maybe they could have gotten these surgeries
0: earlier, we would have had them at the start of the what, season. What, Malkin got his surgery right after the season, and he played Hurts. He played with that bum knee in the playoffs. So he did everything as he was supposed to, and Sid's wrist didn't act up until he had the surgery. Okay, that makes sense. You know what I mean? No nobody is it's not like Scottie Pippen where he wanted to enjoy his vacation. Yeah, they could really use those guys now. No kidding. Four one two three 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 WXDX. Just around the corner. The hockey talk's gonna continue with the great Mike Rupp. We've got Adam Crowley co hosting from four till five. We're going to talk, there was an incident where an employee, the only employee on duty at the get-go in Moon Township, walked off the job because a customer treated him poorly. And he just shut the store down and left a note on the door. I bet Crowley treats the service industry people terribly. I bet he gets drunk, I bet he talks crap, I bet he undertips. I just kind of see that in him. It's that West Virginia education, or lack thereof. But Mike Rupp's up next, 105.9.
1: And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M. Huge fan, buddy.
0: Your voice is like sweet nectar to my ears.
1: Still of the night! Still of the night! Still of the night! The X at
0: 105.9. Yo, I'm a true believer when it comes to the Penguins, but they're starting to bum me out a little bit. Joining me now to discuss, X of the Penguins, a Stanley Cup winner with New Jersey. You see him all over the hockey media. He is Mike Rupp. Rupp, are the
2: Penguins in trouble or is it too early to say that? Um, uh, yeah, I'd say they're in trouble. Uh, I, I think that they're they're at this kind of breaking point where if they don't start banking some points and getting some wins, it might not matter what happens when Geno comes back. So um, the, the Metro division is really competitive. There's a lot of teams that are overachieving. And uh, in the Penguins' case, they're kind of digging themselves a big hole here.
0: Well, last night's game was crazy, the 2-1 loss at home to Buffalo. The Penguins got 46 shots and some good chances, and just about nothing went in. But it's it's not all puck luck, is it?
2: No, it's not. I mean, I, I, I still would like to see some better quality chances. I think there's a lot of volume there, but I don't know how much quality. I, I mean, there, there, there's some quality, of course, and, and Tekarski had to make some, make some saves. Um, so I'm not going to discredit him in this, but... I just think over the last three games, we've seen a little, uh, uh, it's been a different tale each game. I mean, that Ottawa game was pretty demoralizing, I think, for fans because of the situation. It's Ottawa and all the guys they had out with COVID and all those things. Uh, but for the most part in that game, that first period, they played really well. They weren't able to get the the puck in the net. They weren't able to get uh, the results they wanted. The second period, they had a meltdown for a number of minutes. The next thing you know, it was too much. And then in that third period, they started playing with a little more emotion, and then the the Washington game was the one that was the biggest concern for me because it was for me it was kind of a no show to be honest. So um, I, I don't know. I think this is a, a tough time, and when you look at the Buffalo game, it was they 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 deserved better in that game. It just didn't happen, and that's what stinks. When you're in these ruts, it's it's hard. You need a you need help. You need a bounce. You got to sometimes force your bounces to go your way. And right now, things aren't bouncing their way.
0: And the goal scorers aren't scoring. Uh, Jake Gensel did last night, but you look at Sid, Rust, Carter, Zucker, Kapanen, they're all playing basically okay,
2: but they don't score. Yeah, all of a sudden now this is a a team that we thought, I mean, having Sid back, and it's going to take a little bit of time to get him going, I I think the big thing with even Sid is that he didn't have training camp, right? So you you talk about, and and you know, well, this guy's a creature of habit. I mean, the stuff that he does, and I – You know, not having training camp, I think, and and then coming back for a game and then kind of just – it's going to take a little bit. But there's other guys on this group that have scored in in the past and and helped this team to be a a team that could put the puck in the net and it's not not going that way. So, I don't know. I hate trying to figure out and and give ways that they can score because it's it's so cliche and it's – to be honest, I feel kind of dumb saying it. It's about simplifying, yeah, because when everything's – when things aren't going your way, sometimes you just got to manufacture your offense. And that means simplifying, getting the pucks to the net. And, and we, we're sick of saying those things in, in the hockey world all the time. And uh, But that's what they got to do. I mean, uh, these guys haven't gotten the bounces. I mean, they got a bounce, I guess, with Gensel last night. But uh, for the most part, you got a bunch of guys that are snake-bitten right now.
0: How do you shake up the Penguins shy of a trade? What changes can you make? Uh, what can you do different?
2: Oh, um. I, I think that, um, I don't know, I've kind of thought, uh and this is no indictment to Mike Sullivan because I, I think he's done a phenomenal job there in, in recent years even too, getting what he can out of a group that's been banged up, a lot of man games lost. I, I still, when I watch the group, I still think that there's some players that are feel very comfortable in the lineup. So I, I think that that's one tool you always have as a coach. And we know about ice time, but also – uh I don't know. I think that's a good way to send messages, is is pulling guys out of the lineup. And it might even make your lineup weaker for one night, but uh I think that there's... Uh, I mean, look, we're talking about the Vancouver Canucks are struggling. They're talking about taking uh Elias Petterson out of the lineup. So, I mean, you're talking about the Rookie of the Year, a guy who's there, one of their franchise building pieces, and and they're threatening to take him out of the lineup. you got to shake it up and let everybody not feel comfortable. And and I don't want to say that all the guys are, are comfortable, but when I watch and I watch the team needing things at certain times, it's like you're waiting for someone to do something and no one does. And, uh, you know, that that, that kind of bothers me a little bit. I, I pump his tires a lot, but i got to say,
0: Chris Latang is a monster. He's the Penguins' best player like almost every night. And when
2: he's not, they're in trouble. No, he's he's been awesome. And Mads, we, we talked about it about last year. I thought last year was Chris Latang's best season. And that's crazy because what is he now? How, how old is Tanger? Like, 34. You know, he's 34 years old. Thank you. Yeah, he's, uh, for him to have his best year, I thought last year he was the most consistent he's been. Uh, I love his game right now. And he's been an absolute horse for this team again this year so far. So, um, I, I, I just, we, we, we've talked about it each week with you, but I, I just, it's hard to evaluate how are you evaluating what to do with the future of this team. I mean, Tanger's playing great. He looks like he's going to be a great player still for uh, years to come. So I, you know, but he's been, he's been a real pleasant surprise.
0: Tanger's in a contract year, going to be a free agent at season's end, unless he signs an extension in the interim. How much does that motivate you as a player? Because you've been in that position.
2: Yeah, it's motivating. I mean, it, I think that everybody is, and when you're playing, you're you're judged on certain things, and and people might think it's foolish, but I mean to be to be in that situation to play in the NHL or play a major league sport, you've got to. It's about uh, it's a little flex of everything. You know, how many goals I had last year, how many assists I had last year, where I was drafted. Uh, how much money I make? How long my term is? Do I have a no trade clause? I think all those things are ways that, that players inside the player community like you want to you want to have those things. So I think having a having a contract year is kind of that, right? You know that hey, I put something together right now, um, and not necessarily in his case, it can erase what you've done. We uh, we've seen guys. We used to always joke around where guys would sign four-year deals, they'd be horse crap for three years, and the last year they signed a big deal, then someone comes to the table and offers them a monster contract. So uh, a lot of things can go your way if you have uh, a great season in your contract year.
0: We're talking to Mike Rupp, Stanley Cup champ with New Jersey. He's brought to us by Keystone Basement System and by our good friends at Go. How do you rate Zach Aston Reese Rupper? His hits lead the team, his defensive metrics are great, but what about the eye test? To me, it looks like Bluger does a lot more.
2: Yeah, and I, I guess I would probably say, and, and you got to take this with a grain of salt, because I I think, and I've thought about this with Zach aston reese for a number of years, I think he has more to give. And, and when I'm referring to players that I, I, I think feel comfortable at times in the lineup, I, it's him. He's one of them. And uh, I think he's got the ability to be – to be, to be better, to be more consistent, to be more noticeable uh, every single night. And th- I think that's the one thing when I watch him, and I'm saying this, I'm, I want to say this in a complimentary way, that means that I think a lot of him is a player, but there's more. He needs to give more in these situations, and they need to rely on him um, to do some of these things. So he's a guy that's got a lot of tools, and he can use them. He's a very versatile player, but... Uh, I, I would agree with you. I think Teddy Bluger is a guy when you're the naked eye test, when you're watching the game, he's a guy that I notice more. And, uh, that's, that's, that's something that you can, you can watch some games and wonder, oh, I haven't seen that guy. I haven't heard his name mentioned in this game. And that's not a good sign. So I, I think Zach Aston Reese has another level. And I thought he's had that the last couple of years and, and I, he hasn't really gotten to it.
0: How long do the Penguins have to get back into it? because 75 percent of the time since the 2006 playoffs, if you're in the playoffs at Thanksgiving, you make the playoffs.
2: Yeah no I that's been proven wrong the last couple of years uh, a few times so I don't know I don't it's fun for us to, to, to say that. Well, it's I, been I, proven I wrong
0: 25 think... percent of the time Rupper but uh, I'd still like better odds.
2: No, you're right. You're right. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking more. I'm paying attention more to the teams that are kind of on the inside or, or above the Penguins right now. And it's almost like the Penguins. You got to bank points obviously when you can, but they're still in the they're in the mix here. I, I just don't think Detroit, New Jersey, Columbus, Buffalo. Um, those teams, I don't know what to make of the Rangers and, and, and Flyers as well. So, I mean, it, it's, they're strikable. They, all, all those teams are strikable, and it's about putting together a nice patch where you're gonna, they're gonna, the Penguins are gonna need to go 7 and 3 in 10 games at some point here or, or have some kind of dominance for a stretch, but they, they're in the mix here. So, I'm not, I'm not ready to panic yet. I just think that they're really goal-starred right now, and, and it just seems like any minute mistake they're making ends up in the back of their net.
0: Here's what worries me. Uh, Carter Hart is killing it in goal for the Flyers. Shesterkin's killing it in goal for the Rangers, and those are two teams I kind of counted to finish below the Penguins.
2: Yeah, uh, the New York Rangers. The last couple games have been much better, but they've played 16 games, I bet you, and. In- uh, they, they've probably been the team I've watched the most this year, actually. And I'd say in about 12 of those games, they've been severely outplayed. So Igor Shashurkin has been unbelievable for them. But they're they're starting to trend in the right direction. I don't know. I mean, there's the Carter Hart. Um, he's been fantastic. I actually think this guy will probably be uh, in the Olympics. Uh, he's going to be one of the goalies there for Team Canada. I don't even know. He might even play. So uh, he's been fantastic so far as well. But there's still some unprovenness with those two clubs and uh so i think they're gonna go through their their patches as well and they just haven't really done that yet um so but but you're right the the goaltending has carried them and that's that's what you that's what you need in in situation i mean i even go back to that uh what game was it the washington game tristan jari like that game could could have been a lot worse you know what I mean, and so he's kept them in games at times. Now it's about you, you got to be able to find ways to get points, and even if you get outplayed or outchanced, which they actually don't too often, you, you got to find a way to to, to win. And, and these goaltenders have done that for those other teams. I think Tristan Jari's done a good enough job to get to get some more points for the Pens, but they just haven't been able to capitalize. Do
0: You buy into Washington, or do you think they might fade eventually because they're older?
2: I I think that they'll. They'll come down a little bit, I mean, right now they're competing for the top in the the Metro. I think they're gonna be more of a team that's gonna be in maybe that third spot in the Metro or even fighting to be a wild card um they're 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 very top heavy. I don't think Ovi can keep up what he's been doing. It's been really remarkable what he's done so far. But, uh, they, you know, they've had guys out, too, but they don't get that secondary scoring. And until that, until that happens, I don't know if I fully believe in this team long term. But they're, they're going to be a tough team to play all year. And, um, you know, I, I just don't know if the Magic's going to run out a little bit on that top line. Evgeny Kuznetsov, we've seen him over a number of years. Uh, when he's playing like he is right now, I mean, he's he's top shelf. Like, he's a good player. But we've also seen him disappear Um, and there's talks of the Caps moving him the last couple seasons. So I don't know if that's going to happen here on the horizon at some point, but I think they'll come back down to earth a little bit. I for
0: sure buy into Carolina. They're a juggernaut. Uh, There's no way they don't finish first in the
2: division. I I would agree with that. I I think the top two tier, uh, top team, top two teams in, in the top tier for me are, are Carolina and, and, and the Florida Panthers. And the Panthers have, have been kind of struggling a little bit lately, but uh, the depth that these teams are built with and Carolina is uh man. I and mean, look at some of these guys. I mean, they, they've got in their third D pair, Tony D'Angelo, who's just, he's getting an opportunity again and he signed a, a very minimal contract and he's, he's Filling the offensive void that Dougie Hamilton, who was the biggest free agent on the market last year, went to New Jersey. He's filling that void, with basically league minimum. So have, they have a lot of things where from uh, Ian Cole's been, his defensive metrics are unbelievable this year. So that, that's in your third pair, and they've got a really strong top four and um, their D-Core. Uh, this team is, yeah, I would agree with you. I think that the Metro is theirs. Um, I think they're a team that's going to go real deep in the playoffs.
0: You know, a controversy that's kind of gotten soft-pedaled is P.K. Subban. He slew-foots everybody, rapper and guys are getting hurt, and he's not getting suspended. What's going on there?
2: You know, the one thing I'll say about those those plays, so if if, if, if the listeners remember, that the first one was against Ryan Reeves. And the second one is against Milan Lucic, which I thought this guy had a PK had a death wish this year. He's picking the wrong guys to slew foot. But anyway, uh, and then this one happened to Sammy Blay, who's out for the season. That's a that's a huge loss for the Rangers. Not necessarily in the regular season, but for the playoffs because this guy he's won a Stanley Cup. He can provide a lot of things. So that hurts the Rangers quite a bit, I think, long term. Uh, but PK, when I see him, none of those plays are intentional. Are they dirty yeah they 're dirty they 're unintentional dirty plays, but you 've got to have control of your body and what I think 's happened with this guy is he 's lost quite a bit of foot speed the last couple of seasons, so when he goes in the corner with anybody with anybody he 's not going in the corner on those plays with with Sid or Connor McDavid like to dance him out of the corner he 's going in there with some big guys who probably can 't move very well, but he 's still not confident he 's making his base really wide and he 's just trying to make himself as big as possible. So he can, you know, if a guy tries to spin out of the corner, he can get a piece of him. And the problem is you're getting the wrong piece of him. He's he's clipping guys with his knee or he's putting his foot behind him and and he's doing these things. So uh, I heard him say that it's a bad habit that's crept into his game. I think it's because the game's kind of moved by him a little bit as far as how how fast the players are now. But someone... They need to, accident or not, you, you got to punish. There's got to be more severity to the punishment here uh, for PK Subban, or, or else, uh, you know, I, I, we don't want to just have him fix it on his own time. It needs to be fixed now.
0: Rupper, great stuff as always. Good work on all your outlets, and we'll talk again next week. Thanks, Mads. That's the great Mike Rupp. Always great content from him. He's brought to you by Keystone Basement Systems and by our good friends at Get Go. Uh, we got Adam Crowley co hosting from 4 till 5. We got Max Starks, ex of the Steelers, now of the Steelers radio team. He joins me at 5.30 right here on The X.
1: And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Super genius. Yeah. Mark. Well, if I won you over by imitating Dusty Road, the man can Dream, so be it, baby. The X at 1059.
0: Here's some breaking news. Joey Bosa is in the NFL's COVID protocol. He's the top edge rusher for the LA Chargers, whom the Steelers visit this coming Sunday night. But he does not have COVID. It's a case of contact. So if he tests okay twice between now and Sunday, he will be able to play which makes him more likely to play than, say, Ben, who actually has COVID. No quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at cwelectricalservices.com. Le'Veon Bell got cut by the Baltimore Ravens. And I don't feel bad about that at all. He mismanaged his career... And now he's reaping what he sowed. Now, Lev changed his Twitter bio to read hashtag washed, hashtag fell off, hashtag slow, hashtag bad rapper, hashtag wasted talent, hashtag clown, hashtag greedy, hashtag let down, hashtag old, hashtag overrated. And then he concludes, anything else I'm forgetting? Well, hashtag broke is certainly something to look forward to. Hey, again, no sympathy for Lev Bell. He made his bid, so he should lie down. I'm not sure if him changing his bio with, self de- with such self-deprecation. I'm not sure if it's tongue-in-cheek or if it's a cry for help from on Bell. I am sure I don't give a rat's ass either way. I kind of like that he included hashtag bad rapper. You know he didn't get cut from rapping just from football, although once he's done with football for good, getting cut from rapping will not be far behind. Uh, I talked about this earlier. A worker at the Get Go gas station in Moon Township claimed to have a bad interaction with a customer, and he quit. He put a sign on the door that said "Closed" because the people of Moon Township treat our employees horribly and run off the staff, Unquotes. That's pretty funny, and I do love GitGo first and foremost, but there's two sides to this story. A, customers are crap. Especially in places like that. I've seen it. People treat the service industry horribly. But B, nobody wants to work. All that free money that was out there for a while, People don't want jobs, so it's tough to get employees for jobs like that. And the people who do do those jobs want to be treated like a CEO, and that's not how it works. Like Judge Smale said in Caddyshack, the world needs ditch diggers too. By the way, I am great with the service industry, and in restaurants I always overtip, Even when I go to a place like Einstein's Bagels where you just order at the counter. I always put money in the tip jar because I am generous and kind. And also, I hate carrying change around. You know, like nickels and dimes. One time, somebody admonished me at a place like that because I donated like seven cents to tip jar. But that was all the change I got. And I said, listen, if everybody who came through here uh, tipped seven cents, there'd be quite a sum of money in that jar at the end of the day. Of course, there wouldn't be, but... It sounded good to that kid at that time. My God, it's only seven friggin' cents, but I do mostly over-tip. And you idiots who think you know me because you hear me on the radio, you are the lowest form of moron. You do not know me by any stretch of your imagination. But if you'd like to meet me, I will be at Caliente's Pizza and Draft House in Aspenwall tomorrow night to watch the Penguin game with our good friends at Coors Light. Just around the corner joining me. Is he here? Okay, I don't see him. Oh, there he is. He's wearing like some kind of camouflage hoodie where he blended into the background of the wall in uh, in Tom's part of the studio. Adam Crowley co-hosting for the next hour with me, Mark Madden, here on 105.9.